and welcome to No Dunks Bubble Wrap, recapping Sunday, August 9th of NBA action from the most magical place on earth. Shout out to everyone joining us live right now on YouTube and much love to everybody listening to the podcast on the Athletic Network and Apple and Spotify, wherever you get your No Dunks classics. I'm J.E. Skeets and joining us here tonight on a Sunday as always, we got Tass Mellis. Pop, pop, people. Pop, pop, Tassie. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. hey Hey, yo. We have the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm. Last but not least, making the magic happen, JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Thanks for joining us. Before we start, I did want to send our best to Hall of Famer Paul Westfall, who we learned today, unfortunately, has been diagnosed with brain cancer. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I don't think any of us have had a chance to meet him. Correct me if I'm wrong, but by all accounts... This guy's like one of the most liked people in NBA circles. Dude was a hell of a player too, uh, if you don't know. Five-time All-Star, four-time All-NBA, won a title. So much love. Sending our best to Westfall and his family. And may I add, a mighty fuck you to cancer. Okay, so it's official. There's going to be a play-in series, guys. The Mega Bowl. It's happening Saturday, August 15th. <laughs> to determine the final playoff spot in the Western Conference the Grizzlies lost to the Raptors, and the Blazers picked up a huge win over Philly. We're going to get into these games, which means now it's no longer possible for there to be a four-game difference in the standings. We're getting the eighth versus the ninth seed in the West, uh, though we don't know who the teams are going to actually be because four teams remain. We lost two today, Tass. The Pelicans, get out of here. Kings, get out of here. But it's still the Grizzlies in the 8th spot despite losing. It's the Blazers in the ninth spot still half game back after beating the Sixers. And then it's the Spurs right there in 10th and the Suns right there in 11th. But let's start with the Blazers huge win because Dame Lillard... Hold on, let me, let me just squeeze in a joke. Yeah. Let me just squeeze in a joke because I'm not ashamed <laughs> to re- repeat a joke I said on Twitter. Yeah, Pels, Kings going home. They're going fishing. But at least they know they're going to catch something in the Disney River Pond thing that has fish... Did it on Twitter, but I just wanted to repeat it. Go Excellent. ahead. Excellent. Yes. Pelicans catching fish, too. They should be good right. at that. Um, so, yeah, Lillard pops off for 51 in the Blazers' win. Uh, huge, huge performance. Again, it should not be this difficult for Portland, but, man, do they <laughs> like to give up points on the other end. Their defense is atrocious. It's it's embarrassing, quite frankly. But Except for Nurk having a nice defensive play on uh, Al Horford in the post. It, that was that was nice. But otherwise, Dame Lillard hits those back-to-back threes late. He had 18 in the fourth quarter. And uh, Tass, he refuses to let this team die. I mean, this is a massive, massive win. They they lost last night. We discussed it with the missed free throws. And they come back. They get lucky and beat has to go out. But he gets it done, specifically hitting just timely shots late. God, that's good stuff. You can't really write this stuff. Back-to-back nights, Damian Lillard gets back up off the canvas and and drops 51. And it was, uh, this sounds dumb, but it was a quiet 51 watching this game. He just (laughs) did it at that Dame pace, you know? No reaction, no expression on the face, coming out and just dropping it. And as Trey said yesterday about the Sixers, once you think you know the Sixers, then they're going to do the exact opposite. So they came out and played Josh Richardson, an out-of-body experience to drop 34. Uh, that was quiet because it was up against Dame's uh, 51. And uh, the thing about the Blazers, they're going to let you in the game no matter what. So, yeah, we saw a, a close game. And, you know, if they do get into this West elimination thing, whatever we're calling it, we're calling it the Mega Bowl, uh, they'll, have, they'll have close games no matter what on Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday if we get a second one there. So 
it's exciting stuff. And Dame, yeah, just shut everybody up in a game that they should have won by double digits. And and honestly, watching Joel Embiid and, and those six minutes he played, and he usually plays, you know, I, th- I think it's his rotation or his substitution is around then anyways. I mean, that was terrible. Everything was terrible to start the game for them. And it actually got better. Uh, he, you know, he was a minus six. And then, yeah, Josh Richardson and everybody showed up. And Alec Burks, again, another 20-point game. So... The NBA does not stop. It doesn't. Yeah, B left the game in the first quarter because of a left ankle injury. It looked like he sort of like jammed it on the stanchion, and then he was seen on the sidelines like looking at it and then got up and left, and I'm sure they're being cautious. Didn't look serious, so that means we won't see Joel Embiid until 2023 or something <laughs> like that. Like It's going to be like that. Just looks like a tiny little ankle injury. He'll be out three years. But uh, what do you think, Trey, uh, of this big win here for the Blazers, despite it not being yeah, the sexiest win or most convincing win? Because they really do. It's just a... It's like, Ole, just go right to the basket on them. They're going to let you get a layup. It's uh, it's a bit of a disaster. Not too long ago, I was saying, oh, for sure the Blazers could take the Lakers to seven games. There's no chance. That's ridiculous now that you really think about it. It's like, uh, who'd they lose last year? Al Farouk Aminu and Mo Harkless. Guys that have been around forever there defensively, and Nurkic was around for most of the season. This year, Nurkic hurt for a while. Those two guys are out. It's got to be a scoring fest. Nurkic will do the best he can, but he's about the only guy out there that has any reputation as a defender. Gary Trent Jr. tries his best. Still a young guy, and he finally had his first real off game, so that's why you got to get 51 from Damian Lillard. The Blazers, to win games, have to outscore you, and they have to be shooting well. For Damian Lillard, that was the case tonight. Wasn't so much the case for CJ McCollum or Gary Trent Jr., but, you know, Dame had a little something extra in his pocket for us tonight. It might have been nice to save a couple of those points for the previous night. You know, 15 of 16 free throws. You miss one free throw during a 51-point game. You can't make one of two when it really matters. Come on, man. I thought it was Lillard time. I'm kidding. He was awesome. The Blazers are still fun to watch because somebody's going to be scoring a lot. Sometimes it's them. Sometimes it's the other team. I think uh, Lillard, you know, on a back-to-back playing 40 minutes and scoring 51 and, and making the 15 or 16 free throws, he looked exhausted though to me, but it was just that like that sheer will of his to be like, I can't lose this game. I cannot lose it because he hit those two big threes late, including the four-point play. Yeah. And it was just like, Dame was like, I'm sorry, I'm just going to have to do whatever I've got here because he wasn't really getting reliable uh, offense out of anyone else. CJ was okay tonight. I didn't think he was that great. And Nurk was in foul trouble, and that sort of uh, slowed him down a little bit. Other than that, Melo was good. Melo hit some shots. They, uh, you know, he got another twenty points, so that was good of him. But uh, yeah, you, you mentioned there, Trey Gary Trent tonight. He could not hit a thing. I don't know if he yeah, he did hit one in the end, but that was about it. Hazonia, you know, it's found money basically what you get out of him. Um, but from the Sixers side of it, I actually thought guys like Alec Burks. And Josh Richardson, especially, and even Shake Milton a little bit there. You could see these guys like, oh, my God, I'm going to get some shots. I'm going to get a chance in this offense to be able to do some things out sure. there. And and I think that's why, a big reason why they got back in the game. I know there was no defense played by anyone, but these guys are like, wow, the ball's moving around. And, like, there's, there's you know, there's someone else who's going to be able to get some uh, baskets here. And Tobias Harris, he his, his contract is an albatross. I'm saying it right now because uh, this was his opportunity to actually be the guy, right? I'm going to go and get 35 tonight. And I thought he was just awful again. I mean, he got 16 points, but it's like he just he doesn't step up. He doesn't sort of be the leader on that team when Simmons and Embiid are out. It's these other guys. And uh, I think that's, a, a again, a knock on him. I think this was his opportunity to say it. But 
he didn't do anything. But uh, having said all that, the Sixers were in this. They led this one late, and it looked like it felt like this the a, a bit of a deja vu from the Blazers that from the night before that you know they led most of this game, but their defense was just so bad, and it took a couple of haymakers from Lillard really to save them, and, and that's all it was in the end. Um, and and you know the, the, they they can thank him if they do make this playoff series this this uh, playing game it's going to be basically whatever Lillard can give them to get them any further than that because um, just don't have a lot of faith outside of CJ I mean he is good but uh, the the rest of the guys there are just not all that confident in I still think uh, if the Blazers get in there like you said Trey the offense can win them a couple games man <laughs> they really can like both of those guys can go for the forty or fifties I think it could happen in a couple games but the defense oh boy yeah it's it's terrible well the Spurs beat the Pelicans 122-113 they stay alive they're still in this now they lost Derek White to a knee injury I don't know. I don't have an update in front of me. Uh, have they released one? I know the Spurs like to keep things close to the vest, but do we know, you know, any details? He had the ice pack on it. I saw him hobbling out of the of the arena, of course. But have they said it's you know results back or stuff like that, or are they just we, we don't know yet? I haven't seen anything yeah. myself. Um, but they obviously, are would miss be a him. huge oh. blow if, if, if yeah. he's been incredible. He's been there. You know, DeRozan's DeRozan, the closer, him, but yeah. he's been solid. He's been yeah. really, really good for them. Yeah. Um, but the Pelicans are gone. JJ Reddick's playoff streak. Pour some out. I'm not going to pour out this sweet Miller. Um, but it's over. 13 years of making the playoffs. I guess even longer when they uh, start calling, counting his college career, his high school yeah. career. The guy's like never not played in the playoffs. But it's unfortunately. It's a wrap because the Pelicans just didn't have a lot of fight in them. There was a report from Joe Varden before the game that there were players and coaching staff listening to Nirvana right before the game (laughs) in a makeshift uh, weight room. And uh, the only guy it could possibly be was J.J. Redick. And now knowing that he hadn't missed the playoffs since Nirvana was active, basically, you had to think he was trying to throw it back, try to recapture that magic, figure out a way that the Pelicans can, you know, go quiet, loud, quiet, and make their way back into the playoffs. But <laughs> it's just sad for J.J. Redick, you know? I guess uh, all apologies to him. Not happening this year. <laughs> well done. Well yeah. done. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Pelicans had a really disappointing bubble experience. I saw Nate Duncan tweet, you wonder in retrospect if the Pelicans' fate was sealed the moment Zion did have to leave the bubble for the family emergency, and then... You know, he's been okay. He's been getting his numbers. He's been atrocious defensively. But he hasn't been the same as we saw in those 19 games in the regular season. And they were struggling to integrate him and then also try and win games. And it was a tough a tough go of it. And they dropped some stinkers, including this one. I mean, the Spurs, they're the zombie Spurs. You, you can never count them out. But the Pelicans have more talent, I'm sorry, than than the San Antonio Spurs in a lot of teams they've actually lost to, in my opinion, and they've played like crap. Your uh, your most improved pick at the beginning of the season, Lili, uh, I oh. believe Lonzo Ball. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, he's lucky there's a lot of eyes and attention on the yeah. Zion story, maybe even Brandon Ingram a little bit. Now J.J. is not making the playoffs. Lonzo Ball, go look yeah. at his numbers in the playoffs. Yeah. Or, excuse me, the bubble. Yeah. Oh, my he, God. It's he... He actually Bleacher Report, repeat, Bleacher Report, <laughs> Bleacher Report <laughs> tweeted out his numbers prior to today's game, and it's five point six points, five point three rebounds, six point eight assists, twenty six percent from the field, and nineteen percent from three. And he retweeted that with "Make sure you post my shit next year too." Hashtag TMC. I don't know what that means, but um, 
The like, marathon continues. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. <laughs> um, but then to go out and lay another egg today is like, uh, it's like, come on, man. You, you, you know, it's like, like next it, year, next year. Yeah, you say next game. You say yeah, next year, this week. I know, but but look, you got to pick him for most improved next year. It'll be perfect. Yeah, He's yeah, calling yeah. it already. I, you know, it's 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 an interesting uh, situation he's in because um, I, I saw, or, you know, why I picked him was in the preseason. I saw him and Zoe working well together. Um, and, and when they did play, they, they had some moments. So I think there is something there. But yeah, Lonzo, if, if he can't shoot, if he can't sort of become sort of a, some sort of a threat, um, you know, shooting whatever, whichever shot it wants to be, whether it's a lot driving inside or the mid-range or the three-pointers, then he's going to be limited to how effective he's going to be. And uh, yeah, he, he had a terrible bubble. The, Pelicans had a terrible bubble and yeah. uh, not sure where he goes from here right now, but because uh, he's um, he's got one year left, I believe, on his contract. Uh, I don't think the Pelicans are going to extend him. I wouldn't I wouldn't say myself. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Not right now. It's a, he had a very, very bad go down there in yeah. Orlando. He hates Orlando. Wait till wait till next year. It'll be awesome. Um, yeah, so let's just set it again. It's Grizzlies in the eighth spot. Then you've got the Blazers a half game back. The Spurs are a game back from the Grizzlies, so a half game back from the Blazers. And then the Suns right there. They're, you know, one game back from the Blazers. So the remaining schedule tasks, Memphis has Boston and Milwaukee. Portland's got Dallas and Brooklyn. Phoenix has OKC, Philly, and Dallas. So they have a back-to-back on Monday and Tuesday, three games remaining. And then the Spurs now have the Rockets and the Jazz. A lot of things can happen here. Like if the Grizzlies lose outright and then the Blazers, Suns, and Spurs all win, I think it's then like the Blazers would be the eighth seed and the Suns would be the ninth seed. Uh, so the Spurs could still get screwed. There's a lot of things that can happen here. I actually hate tests that they're not, any of these four teams are done playing each other. It's sort of like a little a little disappointing. Like I wish there was like one more, maybe two more matchups uh, between these four squads, but they're just playing all these other teams, a lot of Eastern Conference teams in the mix. But who do you like here as of Sunday night? I just set it all up there. Are the Grizzlies and the Blazers to you still the favorites to take ultimately the eighth and ninth seeds? You want me to figure this out <laughs> <laughs> Sunday night on our 11th show in That's a row? They pay yeah. you the big bucks, man. Come on. Yeah, Break it down. Yeah, yeah. I'm like Draymond Green on the TNT desk. They're paying me huge bucks. Who cares about a $50,000 tampering fine, which we'll get to? Um, I think, yeah, those two teams, the Grizzlies and the Blazers, will get in, I assume. And we'll get into our pick and payoff game later on. The unbeaten Suns have a big game on Monday. It's almost do or die for the Suns every oh, single yeah. game here. Uh, and so, yeah, I think you got to expect the unexpected in this bubble, though. I think the only thing that I expect are monstrous offensive games. Like watching those Pelicans, you talked about the Blazers and how everyone was O-laying to the rim. The Blazers, or the Pelicans were horrible all bubble long yeah. defensively that that's you know the zion thing is can be an excuse I, I think for just maybe the the team camaraderie and the fact that he comes out and says i'm pissed and i don't like what's going on here and maybe the whole unit isn't uh, i don't know together but i mean that's just another bullcrap excuse i'm making for a team that was really bad defensively they they just they were just so bad. So the difference with them, though, compared to the Blazers, is that the Pelicans have guys who are known for their defense, right? Like Drew Holiday, he's a defender. Lonzo Ball supposed to be a defender. Same with Derek Favors. And yep. I yep. feel like season after season after season, even having Anthony Davis there, a guy who's a defensive player of the year candidate, they underperform on that end. Something yeah. doesn't add up to me. Um, so that That's makes fair. you wonder how much longer Alvin Gentry is going to be the guy mm. for David Griffin, uh, because. Mm. 
young teams with a superstar like Zion, they're going to want to show improvement right away. Uh, obviously, this season was not that with Zion being in and out of the lineup, not to mention all the other injuries they had. But uh, the clock is ticking, I would be thinking. Yeah. And it was, like they came out, this is a do or die game today. And yeah. anybody could get the ball at the three point line and go to the rim unimpeded. And it, that's what happened. It was a 62 point first half for the Spurs. They allowed uh, 140 points to the Kings the other night. It was just embarrassing. So when we talked earlier before the bubble about the over-under line of a guy having 55.5 points or more in a game, we have gotten so close Mm -hmm. to that mark. We haven't quite got there. We only got, what, five more nights here. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we're getting friggin' close, and it's getting a little scary. If you took the under, which I did. I didn't bet on it, (laughs) but I would definitely have taken the under. The numbers are just skyrocketing. Uh, everybody seems to be doing whatever they want against defenses, and it, it's just weird. Uh, Trey mentions, yeah, the personnel that they have. Gentry is a definitely uh, uh, somebody you have to look at with with the way things are. But it's, I don't know. I just, I uh, everybody can score these days. Um, can I throw in a, a quick uh, trivia question, Dame? Eighth player in NBA history with at least five 50-point games in a season. That's what got me to, whoa, we're going to get a 56-point game at some point. Name the other seven in NBA history that have had at least five 50-point games. It should be easy. Kobe, James Harden. Kobe, James Harden are correct. Uh, Jordan, Iverson. Jordan, no Iverson. Okay. Uh, Wilt. Wilt. Four more. Wilt is one. Three more. All oldies. No, I don't think. Kareem? Kareem? Kareem, yeah. Two more. Larry Bird? Elgin Baylor. Elgin Baylor. Nice pull. Nice pull. And another one you don't think Jerry of West. very often. No, oh. but similar Pete in Maravich. one aspect. No, but similar oh. in one aspect. Similar. His skin Gail color. Goodrich. No. Oh. He's a uh, lady. Shy? Bill Patel. No. Rick Barry. That's no, right. that's got to be it. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Nice, Wilt, nice, Kobe, nice. James, Michael nice. Jordan, Rick Barry, Kareem, Elgin Baylor. Not Paul George on that list. Dame. <laughs> The eighth player, five fifty-point games. That's 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 a lot of numbers. That's a lot. Of <laughs> yeah, you're right though. I mean, like the the bet was, yeah, the fifty-five and a half to someone score over that in one of these games in the seeding games, not the playoffs. Um, you know, Lillard, and I would throw Booker into the mix there too. Very likely have a fifty in them still, <laughs> a fifty <laughs> burger. Um, so yeah, it, it could be in play here. Maybe, maybe even DeRozan. Uh, you know, if he's somehow parading to the free throw line, uh, less likely because he, he doesn't can't add the threes to the mix as much as those guys. But uh, it's still there. It's still there. Yeah, who it would is. it be on the Grizzlies? Maybe a Dylan Brooks would shoot. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I do think I do think it is gonna be the Grizzlies and Blazers. Ultimately, still in the eighth and ninth spot because it's really it's in their hands, right? They have to if they I think if they both win a game, they're basically in uh, uh, both of those squads. Uh, again, it, it can make your brain hurt trying to figure it out, but yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the way it goes. Memphis wins one of their final two games, they're in. Blazers win one of their final two games, they're in. Now I don't know it could still maybe depend on who's eighth and ninth, but they would ultimately be in the thing, and that is still a race too, right, Lee? It's not like. We're all caught in like, oh, can the Suns do it? Can the Spurs do it? Get into the ninth. Well, there's actually the race for the eighth and ninth spot too. Like you want to be eighth, so you only got to win one damn game. Right? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, just looking at it too with the Spurs, they only have two games remaining and they are right now 11th, even though they're actually only 20 games back, whereas the Suns in 10th, 
are 20 and a half games back because they've lost one more game. Yes, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to look at it too. But the win percentage is really know, what you want to yeah, focus I, I, on. I know, That's I know. Because I've got a feeling that the Spurs are somehow going to do it because <laughs> they play the Rockets and the Jazz. And I feel that James Harden now is going to rest surely one of these last two games. Um, and that's what you also look at now. Who else these other guys are playing? You know, who else is going to be rested? The Raptors, we know, have clinched uh, second spot. So they're likely to rest some players. Now, I'm not sure how their they schedule is against any of these. but They don't play the, any of these teams. But yeah. yeah, but the thing is, all these other teams now are probably starting to jockey a little bit. And they're like, okay, we can, you know, like tomorrow, for example, the Thunder and the Suns. I mean, will anyone from the Thunder rest, you know, after coming off a back-to-back today? That's one thing. Whereas the Suns, you think they're obviously have to go for it. They're going to go full squad. So... <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, it, it it feels like you would want to certainly be no worse than the uh, Blazers. <coughs> Excuse me, <laughs> Blazers right now um, because yeah, it, once your destiny is more like Belcher hand, report. Yeah, no, that was a that was a cough. Bad, yeah, bad, one, uh, bad one, bad one, bad uh, one. A water cough too, by the way. I've been guzzling so much water. Here, uh, <laughs> yeah, you cough on some place over there. Yeah, the old water, <laughs> the old water cough. <laughs> But, uh, okay. yeah. so, anyway, anyway, I just, I just, I, I've got stop to, reading me the standings. In the just, well, that, that's the thing I'm looking at, and I'm trying to see who, who, you know, who realistically is going to get in because the Spurs, without Derek White, potentially, you know, they do give up a ton of points. But it's the Spurs, and it might be Popovich's last season, you know. So maybe no, they. I hear you. I hear you on a lot of these teams that all these four teams are going to be playing. Like we don't know if they're going to be going full tilt. Like how many minutes for your stars? Are they even playing them at all? You're absolutely right. But what's weird to me? Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. We are here on Sunday night. We're wrapping it up. You know, the playoffs start, uh, you know, a week tomorrow. So a week on Monday. We don't know any playoff matchups yet, do we? There's nothing 100% locked in. Like, Clippers. we're not locked into 2-7, Clippers, Mavs, are we? We're not locked. No, I guess think not. We are. I guess not that technically, one's no. close, right? Yeah, yeah. So nothing is actually confirmed. Like, okay, these teams are playing each other. Let's start breaking it down. That's a little wild. Now, I bring that up because... There is still, like, in both conferences of, like, well, who would we like to play? Oh, in the 3-6 or maybe 4-5, like, uh, you know, whatever. Like, hmm, which team would we be better off maybe battling? So that could come into play, Lee, is what I was getting at, like, with some of these games that yeah. are involving some of these teams still trying to get <laughs> yeah. into the damn Mega Bowl. So. But then again, you know, because everything is so bunched together, teams are probably just like, listen, just go out there and, and just win because even if you get the result you're looking Al for... Al Davis, just win, baby, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw oh, it deep. I don't know, I don't know. It's, uh, it, it's fun. It, it is fun, though. It is, it, it, like, this part of it, this part of it is exciting that we I are... Know, I love checking the standings. I love yeah. looking percentages trying to see if my favorite but, players are going to play thrilling like, stuff con- considering considering how bad the grizzlies have been and I, I would say outside the pelicans and the kings they've been the worst team uh you know record wise in this bubble and they could still make it though so you know like you, you're sort of hoping they can pull it off to see morant you know we've lost zion of course he's done for good and um, so maybe we still get John Moran, but then again, you you know if he's there, you want Damien, really, don't you? I don't know. I don't know. What All right, Lee, I will say. I will say to. Uh, we gotta get Lee to bed, man. Yeah. Ah. It's too early, man. It's too early. I'm not. Yeah, even, but then you think like, would you want the Suns? You know, Devin Booker getting his first playoff experience. It's hard to I'm tell. Not, I'm not I delirious. just want I'm him to go through yeah. all 22 teams. Like, but you gotta think if you're the Bucks, like, what are you doing these Falco games? You get to the Raptors. Trey, let me ask you: if you're the Bucks right now, what do you do these? 
<laughs> Skeets, my man. If you're the Jazz, you resting Rudy Gobert these last couple of games? Let me uh-huh. ask you, yeah? Yeah, 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 I think I am. Uh-huh. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. I think uh, since I've had about 45 minutes while Lee was talking to look at the standings here, I think I figured out if the Nets win, because they're playing right now, if they win, then we're locked into a Raps Nets first round match oh is that right okay so the I Nets would lock so. up the seventh seed okay oh I that'll be so. exciting can't yeah. wait to break down that series <laughs> actually the Nets are gonna beat the Raps they're gonna they're, the Raps are gonna give them one game the no Nets are actually have, have shot the ball pretty damn well at times they might just catch fire in one of those games uh, yeah the Raps did beat the Grizzlies I don't think we need to go in that in great detail it's the Naismith Cup um, but uh, a quality win from the Raps after they were down pretty early in that game fought back okay Let's get to some quick news. Uh, in within one of those games, Mello, he passed two Celtics legends for 15th place on the NBA's all-time scoring list. He entered the day with 26,391 points scored, scored uh, 10 in the first half to surpass John Havlicek and Paul Pierce. So he bumps up to 15th overall. I think he's only like, he's less than 100 back, uh, if you want to fact check me on that, from Tim Duncan in 14th spot. So Mello. Mello. Climbing, climbing yeah. up the uh, NBA's all-time scoring list. That's pretty cool. That's pretty amazing. I mean, I like. It's weird because it's like with everything going on here in 2020 and this whole bubble and what's going on with the races. It's like, eh, who really cares? But 15th all time is no joke. Um, so kudos to Melo, and he's not done. I mean, I, I don't. Again, I don't have it in front of me, but how how high could this guy go if he plays a couple more years of yeah. Melo? I know he was out of the league there for a bit, but his back is is, is in shape and. You can't tell me he still can't, obviously, get buckets at times on the right squad. So he's going to get some more points, I think, in his career. He can get yeah. top 10. Top yeah. 10? Wow. Yeah, really? Only, so how far, uh, how far is he back from that? Well, Elvin Hayes has got 27,313. So it's about 1,000 behind Elvin Hayes. But, I mean, Mello, okay. you, you can see him easily hanging around for another two or three seasons to get those 1,000 points. So Wow, top 10. In yeah. I said that six months ago, I don't think. No. Right? No. Like, Carmelo no. Anthony was... Out of the league for, what, 16 months, 18 months, whatever it yeah. ended up being. And now we're talking about he'll be able to tack a couple of more years onto his career and end up as a top 10 all-time score. Pretty cool. Yep. Was he gone that long? <laughs> yeah. He's gone for a minute, months. yeah. Oh, my God. Because it was like 10 games into that. It was in 10 games into last season, I think, when the Rockets waived him. And so he missed that rest of that season. <laughs> that and was the, last season. Yeah. And then the Blazers <laughs> didn't pick him up until... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, feels like a decade ago. Yeah. All right, kudos to Melo. That's pretty awesome. Uh, the other news here, just quickly, Tass, you uh, you slipped it in there at the beginning. Draymond Green gets slapped with a fifty thousand dollar tampering fine for saying Devin Booker should leave the Suns on TNT. If you don't remember, we talked about it when he said it. But he said, "quote It's not good for him." He's talking about Booker. It's not good for his career. They got to get Book out of Phoenix. I need my man to go somewhere where he can play great basketball all the time and win because he's that type of player. League didn't like that, Tass. $50,000. Were you surprised by this at all? I mean, he's on inside, talking to Chuck and Kenny. He's supposed to give his hot takes. Didn't even say, you know, he's coming to the Warriors. Like, you brought that up, Tass, the other night. Like, he didn't mm-hmm. say that. He was just like, the Suns are always been bad. He's a great player. He should go somewhere else. But Leaguer, tighten up the rules here, I guess. Yeah, I was a little surprised. I mean, by the letter of the law, sure, but... He's talking on television with his friends. This is inside the NBA. Anything goes. You can run to the board every show, Skeets. It's all good. Uh, yeah, so I was just a little surprised because, yeah, it's it just feels different. I guess Magic Johnson can't say whatever he wants on Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, 
You know, that's where he got his big fine. I guess you go on TV, there's still rules. I guess TV is not uh, barred from, free from all rules, I guess. Well, who's paying that fine for him is I want to know, Trey. Is it Scooter? Is it Jeremy? <laughs> Somebody's got to pay that fine at TNT. Honestly, you I, brought him on to say this stuff. I just is tweeted. it worth 50 grand to go viral? Right. Yeah. Probably. Finally, yeah. for the first time in bubble history. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, I just tweeted because he was breaking down some footage, and he mentioned Wenyan Gabriel's uh, name, like his full name. Well, I guess he said Gabriel, but whatever. He's commenting on a guy who barely played this season, barely played. He's playing for the Portland Trailblazers right now as a backup big. I don't think Chuck is doing that. I don't even think Kenny, who's very good, is doing that. Shaq, we know he's not doing that. Okay, Ernie Johnson can do that. But come on, Draymond Green pulled out Wenyan Gabriel's name while breaking down some footage very well, by the way, what he said the Blazers should be doing. Uh, So, yeah. You're telling me that didn't go viral? (laughs) (laughs) He can do it both. It did in my heart. He can do it both. The hard-hitting analysis, like uh, Tass said. I did see that clip. It was actually awesome. And then, yeah, he can give you the viral moments where he just says, get book out of there and uh, gets fined $50,000. I actually was a little surprised by this. I know, again, yeah, by by, by the rule, I guess that is player-to-player tampering. I, I guess saying, uh, hey, that guy's on a crappy team, even though the Suns are killing it right now. It was weird timing, as we talked about. But, like, I didn't know it was that extreme. I'm just saying, uh, hey, he's, been on, he's on a bad franchise. He should play on a winning team. Well, didn't Ernie say to him at the end, are you tampering here? And he's like, yeah, maybe maybe. a little. Yeah. Plus, I think it's also a little additional slap on the wrist for saying, hey, man, you're an active player. You're going on national TV and trashing the Suns at their highest moment in the past five years. Maybe don't do that. You know, this is your first time getting the big spotlight on inside the NBA as an analyst. Make your name for doing the great breakdowns of stuff, not trashing other players. Yeah, I think that's also from the NBA, just sending a little message like just don't don't get up there and, and create that sort of uh, headline because you shouldn't do it. You're not supposed to be doing it in the offseason player to player. So we're just going to have to send this message to show everyone that we're not tolerating it. But of course, 50 grand means nothing to Draymond Green and, and whoever's going to pay it. But, uh, you know, if you're the Suns, you, you're not happy with that that headline. You're not, you know, like, like you, you know, they're having a great moment. And they're saying, hey, Booker, get out of that's a terrible franchise. They don't want to hear that. So uh, yeah. the NBA just has to just has to acknowledge that uh, they, they don't like that sort of stuff because Draymond otherwise, he's been really good on, on the oh, TNT. Yeah. So, um, you know, I can see a role for him at some point like that. But, uh, yeah, he, you know. <laughs> He'll be he able does. to say that all he wants when he's not playing yeah. anymore. Yeah. Right? I guess he yeah. just needs to save it if he really feels that way. Yeah. Um, I think I saw Bobby Marks from ESPN uh, say that the fine amount is the maximum the NBA can give a player um, before he can file a grievance. So it's like the, oh, right. they, if they find him $50,000 in $1, he yeah. could then, you know, appeal it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, he's, he's taking this $50,000 and giving it to the NBA and hopefully it goes to a good cause, goes to charity or something. All right. Uh, so that's all news I got. We do have uh, some fun emails, though. Why don't we get them tonight? Because we don't have a lot going on here because uh, we're not going to go through every game. There's some sort of pointless games. I know the Celtics won in overtime and... Is there a game even still going on at this moment? Like, are the, the Nets Clippers, and Clippers still yeah. playing? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. But who cares? Let's uh, step on the beach. Let's get to some cues. Yeah. Well, let's get to this one, because this guy is a dame a hater. And uh, just a, a teaser, he emailed again in tonight after Dame's 51 performance, 51 point performance. Oh. I'll, I'll get to it in, in a sec after I okay. read this. So he email, emailed in. No dunkers, no time for irony here. Just earnest appreciation for your grind. You've taken on the task of wrapping the bubble each and every night. And for that, we, your fans, are grateful. Thank you. 
More on grind, he says. When did Dame Lillard become the NBA's authority on the subject? Why have we, the NBA community, exalted him to such a lofty perch? In his latest beef, he cites eliminating Paul George and Pat Beverly from the playoffs. But why have we forgotten that those two playoff series are the only good playoff series Dame Lillard has ever played? What happened? Does he get extra credit for staying in the Portland market? Does the veneer of a rap career remove all stains? You dudes, who I respect, seem to kneel at his altar so much so that you attribute Jay-Z lyrics to him. Hey, that one's on me, emailer man. That one's uh, totally, totally on me, and my Googling ability is very weak last night. You dudes, who I respect, seem to... Oh, I just read that. Once again, this is not ironic. Jigga, the GOAT, wrote those bars at a time when he felt most aggrieved. Is Dame somehow justified in feeling similarly? Because if so, I don't understand why. To me, he looks like a player who's been given more than he deserves. Uh Uh-oh. Like a guy who's parlayed some regular season success and limited playoff success into consensus approval. And frankly, that's something that never happens. So why him, particularly when compared this time to Paul George, a player who's already led teams to more conference finals appearances than Dame ever has? A player who took the heels to seven while Dame was swept by an undermanned warrior squad. Lee says he gives Paul George full credit for returning from injury, but does he actually understand what full credit means? I mean, the guy at age 24... While playing for Team USA, snapped his leg in half, then came all the way back to finish third in both MVP and Defensive Player of the Year voting just last season. I kind of did forget that. Forgot that last part. What has Dame ever done that's even remotely comparable? Look, you guys are grinding, but that doesn't mean you can't do it better. And this beef, to be ironic, <laughs> deserves more time on the grill. Your char lines here are sloppy. You left the center too bloody to be considered rare. You need to give this one another look because, as is, you've fallen for Dame's camera tricks. He beat PG in what amounts to a rap battle. He hit a shot that he simply hits. But pound for pound, Dame versus PG is not a KO. If it was... Dame would be on the ground. Brent in DC. And then he. Uh, oh, he, he sent in more? No, no, Jesus. no. Well, he emailed. Yeah, I included most of that for sure. Uh, but he emailed in tonight after Dame Lillard's uh, 51 point performance and just said, uh, scrap that. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You saved it, Brent. That was a great email. I, I do respect the email. Thank you for yeah. sending it in. What'd you think, Lily? I mean, he's really, you had a lot to say about the battle last night, scoring it between, yeah. uh, between PG and Dame and Beverly a little bit. What do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, look, both of them are great players, but to say Dame's only had two good sort of playoff series is uh, is pretty ridiculous. And to say that, you know, he got uh, swept by an undermanned Warriors team last season. Now, look, the Warriors were no, no Kevin Durant, of course, but they still had Draymond, Steph, Clay, Andre Iguodala. I mean, there's not exactly like a, uh, a bunch of scrubs out there that Dame lost to. Uh, Lillard's been one of the most resilient, uh, consistent performers that's done a, has carried a huge workload his entire career. I mean, his best players have been LaMarcus Aldridge and CJ McCollum, you know, very good players. But Dame has kept the Blazers consistent that entire time. And uh, he's he's a great player. Paul George is a great player too. Paul George is, is, a, is a star player. But the, the, the point of like kind of what happened last night was, I mean, like I say, Lillard ended Paul George's career in OKC that he asked to be traded out. And Paul George, like last night, jumped into a battle that he didn't need to be in. You know, that was Patrick Beverly who's doing that. And Paul George jumped in and, you know, saying you're going home after a regular season loss. Like, there's, you can't compare that to Lillard knocking in the 37-footer in Paul George's face. So, um, you know, and the conference finals, yeah, he's been to two, Dane's been to one. Okay. I mean, it doesn't – that's still – you're still, you know, at that same level, whether you get swept or whatever – 
Um, so you know, he's he's clearly to me this guy Brent is a uh, is just a Paul George fan and um, <laughs> not not a Dame Lillard fan, which is fine. You know, not everyone likes everyone the same. But Lillard to me, if you can't recognize his brilliance and how great a player he is, he was All NBA First Team. Uh, was it last year or the year before? I can't remember now, but. Lillard's an incredible player and uh you know he he's done some things for that Blazers franchise that um I don't think someone like Paul George would have been able to do but that's just that's just my opinion Lillard's great Paul George is great Paul George is a two-way player but uh in this particular bout against Lillard Lillard <laughs> KO'd him I mean as he wasn't even getting off the uh off the canvas for that one Paul George but uh he wasn't. He wasn't. I mean, you know, he 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 played the sympathy card which you can't do that man after you throw punches you can't say I was going to be awesome if I didn't injure myself. I mean, yeah. you know, look at Lillard. I was going for to be example. Justin Bieber if I learned how to yeah. sing and but dance. Yeah. I mean, Lillard, Lillard <laughs> is not the sort of guy who, who who load manages, whether that's good or bad or not. But you know when Lillard plays, and we're seeing it now, he's playing 40 minutes on a back-to-back, carrying his team again because it means so much for him to do it for Portland. And again, that might end up costing Lillard in his career. He might end up without a championship, or he might have to eventually go somewhere else. But... I respect the fact that Lillard, uh, you know, he's he's going to do it his way. Whether that is successful or not in terms of winning a championship, we'll find out. But Yeah, but Brent is saying, guys like you, Lee, in the media, man, you just respect <laughs> Amy Lillard too much. Oh, it's on. too much love is what he's saying. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand how you can't, you know, acknowledge and respect what Lillard has done for Portland and what he continues to do. He's, he's, a, he's an incredible player. Uh, so it sounds you know, like you are giving him extra credit for staying in Portland. I am. I am. I mean, and again, Same. that's that's whether that's right or wrong for Lillard. I mean, Paul George is, is totally within his rights to go somewhere else as well. And he's gone. He went to OKC and then he said, I want to go to the Clippers. And he got to the Clippers. Again, that's his prerogative. He can do that. And if he wins a championship, good on him, Paul George, because the Clippers basically became favorite when he, he also uh, got traded there. So that just shows how good a player he is. Um, but, uh, you know, no one's... Everyone does things differently, you know, like Shaq went to the, he left his team. He left a couple of times, you know, LeBron's left. So, you know, Kevin Durant, everyone, you know, superstar players that said, right, I've had enough and I'm going somewhere else and, and to have success and to win. So they're allowed to do that. Um, I just think that Lillard is the sort of player who, who's almost more prepared to say, I, I, I'm just going to do what I can here in Portland rather than go somewhere else. And again, he, he might end up with one conference finals appearance and that'll be it. And he might just be satisfied with that. I, he would obviously love a championship. Everyone would. But I sort of feel that Lillard is, uh, he's more invested in just being a blazer. He's invested in the community and, and you know, his legacy is about what he, uh, what he perceives to be loyalty. So, you know, but Paul George is great. I love Paul George. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think Paul George, when he gets a going, man, he's, look at one the the standings most, again. he's one of the most famous, play, uh, fun players to watch when he's, he's got a going. famous. But, or a guy with yeah. like two boring first names. He's pretty famous. And, hey, listen, to come back like he did from that broken leg to, to raise to that level again, my hat goes off to Paul George. Um, and, to, and to be two parts of the Beatles. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but this two really, parts. It didn't really have anything to late. do with, with Paul George, the player. This was had nothing to do with Paul George's career. This was about what happened on the court, these guys laughing at Damian Lillard. That's what it was about. And the Instagram back and forth, that's what it was about. And Paul George and Patrick Beverly were being petty, and Damian Lillard was taking the high road. So that's why he wins. And then we get into, yeah, a guy who left and a guy who didn't leave. I mean, that's, of course, Damian Lillard's uh, resume is bulletproof because he didn't leave. But this doesn't have to do with Paul George, the player. And I think Paul George, the player, definitely gets overlooked just because he 
was up against LeBron and no one really cares how good the second place team was, but they were the best second place team against LeBron. He was awesome for a long time. And, uh, that's that. I, I think. I think actually, people forget how good Paul George was over that span because he's had more accolades than Paul than Damian Lillard, and they're about the same age. And Paul George missed a good amount of time. And I'll ask you guys, who's who? Who is who is career? Would you rather have, or who do you think is the better player? Because to me, it's Paul George. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. I, yeah, because when you actually look at it, yeah, he's he has done. He shook LeBron's hand after a dunk Ooh. in a. Eastern if you want to talk player. injuries, the only reason the Pacers made two conference finals is because Derrick Rose kept blowing out his knee. The Bulls were better than the Pacers. Paul George is a circumstantial superstar. I'm not the right guy to ask these questions. I would have wrote this exact same email the other way around. What are we giving Paul George credit for? Being the best number two in the league? The guy's been a number two his whole career. It took until he finally realized it for his teams to actually be considered title contenders championship contenders rather than a nice second place team he was a, what number two to lebron he was a number one on his team in indiana obviously okay he was a number one on his team in indiana but yeah. and he was the best team of all the teams that lost to lebron they went to seven games anyways excuse me matter. excuse yeah, me yeah, yeah. did the pacers yeah. ever lead the league in wins back-to-back seasons i don't remember that they took him to two eastern conference finals back-to-back the, the road was paved. The road was paved with injuries. And then Paul George has the gall to bring up injuries as a reason he could have been even better. Yeah, to, I mean, to that's answer lame. your that question, though, Tess, I will pick Lillard, and here's why. Lillard is going to be sort of uh, this generation's Iverson, to some extent. The smaller, lovable, the underdog-type guy who gets buckets is just a, you know, is a walking 50-point guy. And maybe he comes up short ultimately. Now I know Iverson. Iverson's funny because he, of course, moved around, but he really, at his core, is like, he's Philadelphia. It's like, that's just him. And I think Lillard will have a similar career with Portland. And I think he'll be applauded for that, maybe more than a Paul George's unbelievable career, like you're saying. Uh, maybe it even ends with a title. I think people will fondly remember Lillard more than Paul George. hundred oh, yeah. percent. Yeah, as far as the reputation goes, yeah. That's not yeah. even a comparison. He is bulletproof, no doubt. And this this idea that the emailer wrote, Brent wrote in that he's been given everything, very, very untrue. He's at a small school at Weber State. He got to where he was because he's amazing. And, and he is, you know, maybe his best years are ahead of him, like the next two, three years. Uh, and so Here's what they should do. Damian Lillard and Paul George play on the same team. Perfect. <laughs> you could use some defense at the, on the wing positions uh, right us, now. Give, give us a Blazers Clippers first round. Just give it to us. That'd be awesome. That would be unbelievable. Okay, well, uh, that's not happening in the first round. Um, it could happen, of course, like yeah, way down yeah, the line yeah, in the yeah, playoffs. Guess, but yeah, unlikely, can't. unlikely. All right, let's, uh, wow, we went, uh, we went long on that one. We got one more here? Yeah, let's do it. Greetings, my dudes. Since y'all started doing bubble wrap, I've enjoyed your lively ad reads for dugout mugs, especially when it devolves into Lee praising Judgy for his dingers. Out of curiosity, I had to check it out for myself. And while I was prepared prepared to quickly take a peek and move on with my life, I was actually really impressed with their products. I ended up ordering a Red Sox mug for my friend with that sweet, sweet 30% off. Thanks to y'all. This leads me to my question. When was the time basketball or otherwise that you just didn't see the appeal of something that other people were really digging. Forrest Gump, Jazzercise Blossom. That's from Evan <laughs> Fleming. So a time when you didn't see the appeal of something that other people were really into. 
Uh, well, before we get to that, Lee, what's the update on uh, Judgy? Are we all rising tonight? Am I standing up tonight? What happened today? Rough day at the play for Judgy. Uh, 0 for 4. No Ks. So uh, I'm thinking he just got some, uh, he made some contact, but just fly it out. <laughs> fly it out, maybe a pop-up. That's what you're but, thinking. Uh, Warning track power. Yeah, yeah. So uh, rough night, unfortunately. I, I, it's become, like the thing about baseball, they just play every day, which is awesome. So I know that there's going to be a, a box score to check. Uh, but I also know there's been a few fans like tweeting in when Judgy socks a dinger, so uh, sure. so it's great. I'm, I'm I'm really enjoying it, and uh, I hope uh, I hope you can go yard a few more times. It's uh, it's fun. <laughs> I saw um, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. caught him for the lead in dingers in the MLB really? right now. Oh, yeah. wow. Watch out for those Padres. What about uh, what about the um, what about the uh, uh, Stout Man? How's he doing? Trout Man? St- uh, Stout, Stout, isn't that Trout? his name? Are oh, you trout. talking about Trout? Oh, Trout, Trout, Trout. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, JD was having a stout last night. I think that's what you're <laughs> yeah, going to yeah. confused. He's the $300 million man, isn't he? The uh, the trout man? He's the $300 fish, yeah. Yeah. $300 yeah. million fish. Never mind. Okay, let's answer the question. <laughs> um, I got two answers, actually. One basketball, one non-basketball. Basketball-wise, uh, that I didn't see the appeal of something that other people are digging, and I've started to come around a little bit on. The virtual fans, okay? Uh, Maybe it's just because we've seen them now like 10 consecutive days or whatever. They're there. But I will say I've been pleasantly surprised with how much fun the broadcasts are having with who they're putting in the virtual fans. Like, we get, like, appearances from, like, Bill Walton, and then there's somebody with an iguana because Jeff Van Gundy asked, and, like, there's a little silliness going on. Still looks like crap. I don't care all that much for it. I like the logos, just how it looks when it comes to, like, the overall broadcast presentation. But... If you're going to have them, then be funny with it. And for the most part, they have. Uh, like people, whatever they're wearing in the crowd, or again, all these sort of like guests that they get is uh, is pretty good. I hope to see Mike's, uh, Mike, what's his name? Mike Strout? Mike, Mike uh, Stout? Mike Trout? I hope Mike to see Stout. him. <laughs> think he's a Clippers yeah. fan or a Lakers yeah. fan? Uh, I'm not yeah. sure. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Jeff Van Gundy said the other day something about he saw someone had a goat in their, uh, in their thing. So, where the hell is Mo Verney, by the way? I haven't seen him in a Raptors uh, virtual fan. I, if I don't see Good Mo Verdi, I'm going to freak Good out. Point. I am going to freak out. Come on, Mo. What are you doing, bro? Hey, I thought you were a Raptors fan, Mo. Yeah, what yeah. Gives? We've seen Nav. Now we need to see Mo. Okay. So, yeah. Come on. Glasses uh, on, hat on. Yeah. Uh... Ultracourtside.com. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Just do it. Uh, my non-basketball answer to this is uh, Sriracha. You know, I just, uh, I was late to the game on Sriracha. And, uh, you know, I would I imagine just... that's right up your alley. Exactly. You would think got a little so. sweetness I'm a, to it. I'm yeah. a sauce man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He was a great uh, director, wasn't he, JD, for uh, our show? What? Sriracha? I don't get it. <laughs> Cut his mic. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I've made some bad uh, jokes tonight, too. Aaron, that, Aaron that's Judgy, next level bad. Judgy All didn't. Because no one gets that joke. That's the other part. Yeah. I mean, At the Mo Verney one was pretty joke. limited. Mo Verney was a limited fan base, but then that one. Uh, Judgy didn't K tonight, but Lee, you stepped up to the plate and whiffed a big one. Uh, that's right. Sometimes you suck a dinger. Sometimes you strike out swinging. That's the way it goes, man. With sometimes jokes. you, you should on know. your water. <laughs> Tassie, you should know with puns, man. I mean, you send a few puns out there online, and sometimes they just, you know, you're just lining yeah, out. You're grounding into double play sometimes. Other times. <laughs> oh, got him. <laughs> Turning two on you. Yeah. Bags of juice and all. Nah, GDIP, man. 
<laughs> or GIDP. GIDP. Yeah. Oh my God. Stop talking, man. E. E. Alice. Yeah, All right, Sriracha. That's my answer. Somebody else answer this. Uh, uh, I, I wanted a hoverboard, man. I did. I wanted a hoverboard until one night in Las Vegas. Somebody had one in the lobby of our hotel. And I said, hey, man, can I give that a try? And I drove it right into the wall, <laughs> like instantly into the wall and fell over. I was like, you know what? I wasn't ever meant to be like JD and be a skateboarder or a longboarder. I'm clearly not meant to be a hoverboarder either. And then luckily for me, within a year, they all just started exploding. So I didn't really feel like I missed out on anything. I was like, well, I wasn't going to be bad at it anyways. And now it's a fire hazard. So yeah. all the funky, the funky duck, as oh, they were man. called for like one month. <laughs> yeah, I was like, they came out with it first. So we're like, that's the name we're running with. It couldn't be called anything else. Right. It, it looks awesome when somebody pulls it off. I've got kids on my street doing it. They're like between eight and 10 and they're just so comfortable on it. Looks pretty freaking cool. And they're... They're uh, hanging on to ropes while bikes whip them around. It's what? pretty badass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's fun. I mean, <laughs> I think they got banned or something like that. I don't know. Guess not. Guess they're yeah, still hey. out there. They're still out there in the wild. Uh, got to get creative during the quarantine. Got to do some crazy stuff. Uh, mine is, I'm uncertain whether or not I'm going to like Hamilton, the musical. Because uh, it came on Disney a month ago, and I've, I've started watching it, but I haven't really liked you started watching it? What are you watching <laughs> yeah. a movie like Lee Ellis now? Or are you yeah. watching it for 20 minutes and turn it off? Well, you know, it's hard. To, it's really hard to sit through all of Hamilton. No offense. It's not, I have to be there. I think, I think the big difference is being there. Being there. It's just, you know, the, the whole musical experience on the television. I'm not sure. Maybe I am going to like it. Yeah, something pulled me out of it, Skeets. Or else, of course, I'm going to tune in for the whole thing. Maybe a quick intermission to... Yeah. Uh, quick pee break and powder my nose maybe get some more popcorn but i didn't tune in for the whole thing i don't know i don't know i know jd has loved it loved every second you've seen it live right? actually i've yeah. seen it live but i haven't watched it yet on uh on disney plus oh, i watched it it's it's I good but it's it. not the I mean, same like, yet i'm not a, a musical lover yeah. uh despite growing up in stratford with the theater <laughs> uh, but i was entertained enough that i yeah that's it, fine it's i could good. of course if i'm there in person i'm sure it's a lot more enjoyable uh, like absolutely you also you yeah. can't leave you got people on either side of you it's you're literally captive <laughs> you can leave at yeah. intermission i guess or you could get up and leave but that would be that would be uncouth in my opinion mm, really yeah. you What's, can't have yeah you probably can't have your phone out as no. well either right so God, you're not checking you're not scrolling not stuff. sitting around me you're not Mm-mm. slap it out <laughs> what of your uh hand. What, what's your favorite song jd from hamilton yeah Oh, it's uh, it's here comes the general, whatever it's called. Uh, I don't know if that's what it's called. Uh, it's where you meet George Washington for the first time. Mm. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. There's some that's catchy great. songs. Oh yeah, there's also some songs. like laugh out loud moments just because sure. you're like, <laughs> when you think about what you're watching, <laughs> it's a musical. It's a musical. <laughs> but it's entertaining. Yeah. Task, get back into it, man. I will. I will. Yeah. There's just too much talent on stage. I mean, what they're doing—it's <laughs> overwhelming. Is, it's impressive, but sometimes it's. It's like riding a funky duck. I just fall off. Like, what, what's going I agree, on man. It was a, it was a little overwhelming for me. We watch we watch everything with closed caption on. When you're watching that with closed caption on, the words are like rapid fire. I feel yeah. like I've never been reading faster in my life. Uh, but I don't know. I can imagine seeing it live. It just must be overwhelmingly amazing. The sensory overload of it and mm-hmm. the performance of it for sure would be awesome. But. Um, when you're talking about a TV movie, give me Matthew Broderick's The Music Man any day of the week. You got to know the territory. 
I've never seen that. <laughs> Me neither. No, it's not that good. Oh, it's okay. actually not that good. It's it's very bad. But uh, if you're a fan of Ferris Bueller, you might like to hear him sing. <laughs> oh, oh, did you guys see Ferris Bueller was at a game as a as a fan? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Like virtual. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. yeah so he's there. <laughs> snuck out. Of, he put yeah, something no, in his bed and snuck out, and he's in the game. Um, I haven't watched anything this entire time since NBA has started. Like restarted. I haven't watched a single episode of Alone, any of the crap reality shows that I generally watch. Nothing. You watched 12 minutes of Snooker the other day. I did watch your YouTube <laughs> clip of Snooker. There's been some online things that I've watched, but I've not seen anything on the television. Am I alone in that? Have you guys actually had any time to watch anything else? Because basketball starts as soon as you get up. Yeah, my schedule is pretty much uninterrupted, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. You've watched a lot. You've yeah. watched Hamilton I, on repeat. Yeah. I, I just actually, uh, this is related, l- being late to something. I just started, uh, well, I'm about to finish Watchmen. It's good. Mm. Oh, the series. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, man. It's really, it's really good. Yeah, it is good. Love it. Uh, I, someone today just said they restarted uh, The Sopranos, which is like, whoa, you're in for the long haul. That's like, isn't that seven or eight seasons? Yeah, a lot of people are doing that because of the Talking Sopranos uh, uh Podcast. podcast and they're going oh, through uh, okay. they're going through uh, yeah. episode by episode michael imperioli and who's the other guy the guy who plays bobby bacala he's mm-hmm. uh, okay so, so they just go through Steve. it every episode you can watch it yeah. again with them wow yeah amazing amazing we're gonna right. do that we're gonna do that next pandemic we're gonna rewatch every episode of the starters and <laughs> <laughs> do a podcast about it <laughs> oh this is the episode when lee had to wear the uh, uh, the unicorn mask. Yeah. <laughs> Tragic. Well, Matt, Matt used to make us watch uh, episodes over again, remember? Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> no, no, we're not watching the starters. We're going to watch every episode of uh, Rick Fox After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> and then That's we'll available. do a podcast as a bunch of Sean Connery's commenting on <laughs> I forgot that Fox happened at the end of last night's show. <laughs> Fox After Dark. Uh, love it. Love it. Honorable mentions to a couple Celtics, a couple Beantown boys, Hayward and Tatum had big games, and then a couple Rockets players, Harden and Austin Rivers. Excuse me, 41-6-4 for Austin Rivers. So that's a big honorable mention. Didn't get it, though. Damian Lillard, 51 points, 16-28 shooting, 15-16 at the line, very Harden-like. Four threes, three rebounds, seven assists, two steals. Not bad. I do have a feeling, Lee, uh, Mm. we're going to see a bunch of Austin Rivers-like players having these yes. lines over the next couple of days here yes. there's going to be some weird 40s thrown in here um i don't know who it's going to be but uh it'll be fun the box score is going to be fun yeah. might get some funny will boys uh yeah. but let's get to tweet of the night mm. tweet of the night wow twitter Okay, yes, uh, I've got a, I, I've got a couple here. It's from the one player. Well, sort of another guy is involved too, and you guys are going to have to uh, answer the question at the end here, because um, NBA Hung Boy, I don't know who he is, but uh, he just put out a tweet and said, "What's your keep your AC on? Mine, seventy nine. Donovan Mitchell, I don't know if he follows him or not, but he just retweeted it with sixty degrees and then three like freezing face emojis. And Jack Harlow, he's the guy who's obviously involved there with Lou Williams there. He just uh, tweeted back at Spider Mitchell and said, what the hell? And Donovan Mitchell retweeted and said, I'm telling you, bro, and add like three to four blankets and hella pillows, you straight. And then Jack Harlow says, yeah, but what about when you're not in bed? What do you have it at? And he just replies, 62 degrees. That to me is 
freezing cold <laughs> in your house. I mean, 62. That's, that's far too cold. Very, very, very cold. It's yeah. way too cold. Yeah. I mean, so what do you guys have it at? Uh, I'm a I'm a Celsius man in this house. When you come in this house, you take your shoes off <laughs> like a good right. Canadian, and we ha- we only uh, have Celsius. Um, but I'm a I'm a 23 Celsius, so we run quite warm, I'd say. Yeah, uh, I like that's, it a little warmer than colder. Yeah, I think that's about 75. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds I'm right. a bit cooler. I'm around 72. I like it a little cool, but Roxana likes it a touch warmer. So mm. we have to sometimes settle for a 73, 74, but. Uh, I do like it cooler at night, though. Like, I, I'm, I'm definitely with Donovan on that. Like, give me the under the blankets. Oh, yeah. You know, you know colder because uh, it's, oh, man, when you've got one of those hot, stick, sticky nights that we've got here, and we've got another month or so of them at least, and we've had them for the last two months, it's, uh, it's tough to get a good, comfortable night's sleep. I thought you were going to take us through every temperature number. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, well, you know when you're sleeping, you yeah. like to go under 70, but it's yeah. hard to say. Are you going to be cuddling at night? Are they going to show up to bed at the same time? You might want to go 72 until they arrive. Then you're going to go mm. under 70, lower it down just slowly. It's hard to say. Well, that's definitely true that uh, you know us males bring a little extra uh, heat to the bed. Um, you think so? Know. Yeah. Is that definitely. science? Are you sure about that? Yeah, I'm sure about it because... Uh, <laughs> I'll take your word not buying it. it. No, it is. I mean, because like Roxana says, like, she can sort of feel when I'm in bed because it just warms up. Well, okay, but that doesn't mean men are run hotter yeah, than women. Yeah, it's because when you get in bed, you're the new NBA hung boy. <laughs> <laughs> Running hot. I'm the heat. Yeah, I thought you were definitely going to go 69 there. I, I actually thought uh, this was just an ad read for that thermostat that you've had behind you. Oh. If, if you haven't been tuning into the our YouTube shows... The only thing behind Liel's on his wall is a thermostat. So people in the YouTube chats have definitely been asking you to go back and just take a look there, pop it up a couple degrees, pop it down a couple degrees. What do you what do you have it set at right now, Lee? Well, I think go take a peek. Yeah, a little thermostat check. Yeah, let's go. Go go ahead. Yeah, you check. I'm usually like a 68. I like it nice and cold. I like a I like heavy blanket. Yeah, we're rocking it. We're rocking a 76. But I think it's whoa. I've got the door closed. I've got the door closed. But this is also Roxana's office. During the day, so, so she, she likes does, it hotter. In the yeah, day. she has a little bit warmer. Yeah, yeah. Hot yoga. <laughs> bar three. We're a bar three family. <laughs> <laughs> How dare me? How dare you? All right. Great. What a tweet. JD, do you want to answer? I mean, we've got everybody else tested. You answer too. I want to know now. Now I got to know what your house is. Oh, uh, I, I too am Celsius. 20 degrees is room temperature to me. 20? That's 20, a little chilly. 20 Celsius. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's uh, what was that? 68 or so. Okay. That's what and I like. Tass? Nice. You're a wild man, JD. Why do I feel like Tass, you, you run a little warmer, right? Then cold. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. I mean, we go floor to floor in our house. You know, we change it up floor to floor and like it a little cooler on top. Definitely in the bedrooms, but mm-hmm. uh, like a little hot below mm. in the basement. <laughs> Ooh, we've we got a fire going in the basement right now. <laughs> it's about 88. What? Oh, no, I'm our basement what? At 88 degrees. It is about 76. It's like hell down here. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Us males bring a little extra heat to the basement. Uh, Am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We were rocking You're an right. 89 on our uh, top floor a few weeks ago Just when our air, air conditioning man. broke. <laughs> No, it, our air conditioning broke. It was 89. It was... Ugh, oh. blah, blah. Yeah. Can't open the windows even. I no. Make it hotter. No. no, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do? Sleep, uh, 
Just straight nude? <laughs> no, well, we, got the, we got the ceiling fan, so that was like, yeah. you know, just moving blowing the heat around. around. hot air at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. It was only one night. We, we, we got our mate Carlos to take care of things for us, so uh, <laughs> Good. he was there. He fixed us up. Did you play the Taylor Swift album? <laughs> Which one? 1989. <laughs> <laughs> no, I should Give me Just One Night by 98 Degrees. Mm, mm. No, I put, played Nelly's. Hot. What is it? <laughs> hot. <laughs> hot in here with the double R. hot. <laughs> hey guys, tomorrow night is our record-breaking night. Oh, yes. Twelve shows in a row. If you thought tonight was special, wait till you see what's in store tomorrow night. Okay, pick them results. Uh, Sixers, Blazers. Blazers were favored by two and a half, so they had to win by three, and they pulled it out in the end. They win this game by three. Trey, unfortunately, was the only one to have the Sixers, so that's a loss for him. He goes to five and six. Everybody else got the W. Lee, you're five and six. I'm six and five, and so is Tass. So still very, very close here. What's our game for Monday? The only undefeated team left in the bubble. Getting her going with OKC, and this one's just on League Pass. As far as I can tell, unless that's changed. Uh, Phoenix favored by four and a half. Mm. I guess because OKC is on a back-to-back, you'd assume. Uh, Uh, So, yeah. yeah. So, who do we got? Who do we got? Can we? Do you think Phoenix is going to keep going? First, I'm sticking with the Valley Boys, the Bubble Boys, the Cinderella Suns. Maybe I'll throw it out into the world, too. Booker goes for 56. We get both... uh, on Monday, Ooh. he goes over the 55 and a half and he gets the W. They win by five or more points. Yeah, give me the Suns. Yeah, I, I've got a feeling Chris Paul's probably not going to play. Stephen Adams probably won't play too. Uh, miss today's game. I think the Suns, it's basically get their season on the line tomorrow, as great as they've been so far. So I think they've got it in them to go five, uh, five, five, four and a half, did you say? It's four and a half, yeah. Yeah, so five, five points, yeah. So I'll take the Suns, <laughs> too. man loves to check. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trey, what do you got? Uh, man, six straight wins for the Phoenix Suns. First time in 40 years. Could it possibly happen? Only time will tell. Give me the Suns as well. They actually have something to play for. And Lee's convinced me that nobody's going to play for OKC. Yeah, I'll go next. I, I'm going to guess. Chris Paul may not play, but I think Steven Adams is going to play because he was listed as active. Then they t- took him yeah. off today. Mm. Uh, so four and a half. Is that right? Is it four yep. and a half? Yep. Yeah. I'm, 4.5. Oh, okay. okay. But in Celsius, it's eight. In Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody riding the suns for, for now, for the first time. I think some everybody's just there's too many people on the Suns. That's why I'm taking OKC. Mm, and I mean, you might have Dort shutting down Booker. No doubt, that could be a matchup. Could be a matchup. All right, so Tass the only one taking OKC as the dogs there. Everybody else taking the Suns to win by five or more points. Wow, when's the last time the Suns were favored by four and a half? I bet it's been a while. Okay, guys, keep emailing us your questions and comments to nodunksatthe.athletic.com. As you see, we sprinkle a few in. Those were some good ones tonight. Uh, we'll hit the beach at some point. This coming week, too. So uh, get those cues in. Get your comments in. No dunks at theathletic.com. If you haven't already, please, please, please subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. And if you listen to the pod on iTunes, leave your boys a sweet five-star rating and review. And within the review, you got to let us know what you keep your house temperature at. <laughs> call Celsius or Fahrenheit. You tell us. We're back tomorrow, Monday night. For our record-breaking 12th consecutive (laughs) podcast. Oh, we've done 11 straight shows before in Vegas, and this was our 11th tonight. But tomorrow, oh, tomorrow will be special. 
for the 12th consecutive podcast. So it'll be a blast. All right, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. I'm not sure where to go with this quote. Sometimes I feel like Celsius is superior to Fahrenheit, but sometimes I feel like Fahrenheit is superior to Celsius. What so, you got? So right now, <laughs> uh, hold on. Can I can I just get a number check? It, just cut my mic. Just cut my mic. <laughs> cut it right now. Fahrenheit and Fahrenheit and Celsius. Now let me let me break this down for you. Embrace the night, people.